0: On the 12th day of Christmas, this podcast gives to you the stories that we think are (laughs) terrible.
1: Sour nerds. I'm Parallel Dan, I'm Parallel Stephen and I'm Parallel Cole. We're broadcasting to you from a parallel dimension. Whereas normally on the show we are effusively positive about episodes and stories of Doctor Who that we'd love you to watch so that we love and we think are good intros into the show for people who are more into the new show and haven't really delved back into the back catalogue. Today, yes, we're broadcasting from a parallel dimension where we are going to be extremely mean about the stories we love to loathe. We are going to nitpick. We're going to be awful. So what we're going to do, should we lay down the ground rules?
2: Yes, we're going to have five minutes per story, per person, per decade from the 60s, 70s and 80s. All the clunkers, (laughs) all the terrible ones. Now we've chosen them individually. Mm. We're going to do them in
0: chronological order as Mm -hmm. they were broadcast, aren't we? That's right. So we're going to
1: be starting with the '60s, as yeah, we said. It's
0: five minutes only,
1: and at the end of uh, every five min- of those five minutes for each story, we're going to take a, a step out of the negative Nelly negaverse for a second, and uh, we're going to take a cue from the wonderful Brendan Jones from Flight Through Entirety and we're going to say something good. We're going to say something good <laughs> about each episode, just for a moment.
0: Not not something necessarily nice, <laughs> just just something good. Okay. Just something good. <laughs> well, let's spit on some Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to start in the 60s.
1: We're
2: going to start with the Celestial Toymaker. (laughs) And this is my story. Start the clock, schmucks. It is terrible. The Celestial Toymaker seems to have had some kind of, for a long time anyway, this received wisdom that it was a lost classic. Mm. We have Michael Goff. Quite a quite a casting actually as the Celestial Toy Maker. Yeah. And the idea is that in a sort of, you know, fantasy separate universe to our own sinister games are being played. And if you lose those games, you become the property of the Celestial Toy Maker. In theory, <laughs> sounds pretty good so far, right? A lot of it sounds good on paper. On paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't even actually sound good on paper because if you read the novelization, even that is unbelievably turgid. It's actually definitely dull. So we have a series of incredibly low stakes games. <laughs> Those uh, games, un- oh my Uninspired, goodness. uninteresting, really poor... Poorly acted again by the the companions. William Hartnell's hmm. largely missing from this one. Yeah, yeah, this is
1: one of his uh, holiday episodes.
2: It is, and in fact, what happens is after the first episode, he gets replaced by just a hand, mm. uh, and we don't even hear his voice after a little while mm. as well. So not even William Hartnell's in here to Who, sort of save us. God, he was spared the pain.
1: <laughs> Who are the companions in this one? Uh,
2: it's, it? it's Stephen and Dodo. Oh, dear. I know. I, I, I have a bit God. of. I have a bit of time for Stephen, he, and again, my eye patch is slipping here. But, but Dodo well. is terrible. Uh, I'm just going to put the the boot in here she is a non-entity of a, of a character played poorly by an actress who Aww. i don't know perhaps didn't Night have patches. enough, they didn't really give very enough much, direction they? no well, i they think didn't that's probably the, yeah but maybe the ultimate bugbear and the ultimate failing of this story is that it is unbelievably racist Oh, because
1: he's like sort ah. of vaguely oriental isn't he exactly yeah, so yeah. Vaguely the, oriental, the
2: celestial it. toy maker we have michael goff in what doubtless must be yellow face but we can't really see that on the <laughs> black and white
1: you know, well, it's, sort probably, of, it's probably green. It's probably green. It's <laughs> he's wearing that kind white, of Mandarin yeah. outfit, isn't he?
2: He is, and he's Fu Manchu, right? Mm. So Sax Romers. we talked about this way back in the Terror of the Autons episode, mm. but the Fu Manchu sort of character being someone that sort of relies on those Victorian stereotypes, negative stereotypes mm-hmm. of Chinese people. Uh, and the Mandarin, obviously, Michael Goff is dressed in those sort of uh, the, those clothes. Um, the other thing is we've got... A, like a terrible sort of association the word celestial there it was, yes. was actually a, a slur
1: a racist slur yeah. that that was used against Chinese right? people yeah, yeah back in those I, times I grew up not knowing that at all until, oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that until about now about 10 years ago or something yeah, yeah. How, oh, yeah. Awful. And so, it's, is it gives it a double yeah
2: double extra double meaning exactly it's blatantly racist in every single regard and yeah utterly utterly deathly boring
1: because it means because I, I think the title means it's like some kind of cosmic it's a cosmic toy maker But, then, but why, hey, why not call it that exactly so I feel like the, the writers or whoever made the title is like getting an extra little dig in there yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah absolutely shocking
0: I'm gonna say straight out that I actually the last time I would have watched Celestial Toymaker was many many years ago mm-hmm. I vaguely remember it I think that probably stands to show that yeah it's pretty forgettable I'll probably never
1: watch it again I've never I've never watched it I read it as a child and uh, yeah I, yeah I have weird memories of it but I uh, um, great oh that's the uh, oh, that time's up the alarm's oh, gone off
2: okay there you go okay so now I have to say something yeah good
0: so now five minutes is over. Say something good. Mm. Anyone got anything nice to say? I mean, Michael Goth rules.
2: Michael Goth is, is is a great actor, but unbelievably sort of slumming it in in mm. this serial here. I don't think I could give it to him in terms mm. of a say something good. Um, maybe maybe the idea itself mm. to start with. It's sort of. Maybe sort of plays on things like uh, the land of fiction that we see in Troughton episode called The Mind Robber, Mm. Uh, that sort of extratemporal being kind of like Fenric from Ancient from the Dawn of Time. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, The elements are there. The ingredients are there. It's just an absolute mess of a story Mm. and racist.
1: Well, that's that's not very good. you well, no. went from good to bad again. That's All right.
2: Yeah, my eye patch is very firmly in place. Okay. In place,
1: yeah. All right. It's hard to shake that thing off.
0: Okay, cool. Okay, so- with uh, that done and dusted, I'm next with The Gunfighters. Ooh, start mm. the clock. Start the clock, Schmucks. Okay, The Gunfighters, where to begin? Is that Steven and Dodo as well? It, it is, is so. Steven
2: and Dodo. It's now, the next
0: okay, I'm going to start up straight after. Up. We didn't plan this, but yes, my choice is directly after Steven's and that <laughs> we've only just realized that since we sat down to record. <laughs> Um, guys, I'm going to say the singing, <laughs> the singing, what the f*** Lord. is with the singing? We've got this bar wench pianist, like, what do you call her? Like a music hall gal <laughs> yeah.
1: singing the, one, the
0: uh, whole way through the story. In a
1: saloon, uh, a saloon vibe in a Western, yeah, there's yeah. always a lady tinkling the keys, right?
0: But it's the whole way through the story. <laughs> and you know, it's like, there'll be blood on the sawdust, so we corral, sort
1: of <laughs>
0: Over and over again <laughs> we get it now i don't know whether that was just some sort of creative choice i wanted to do so- they obviously wanted to do something a bit different they were sort of doing a sci-fi story within a historical story blah yeah. blah and it was working really well probably up until this point mm. where they decided to go american and try and set it at the OK Corral but, around the gunfight
1: of the OK Corral. But whenever you have British like a British uh, TV or movies trying to do a Western in mm-hmm. that era, it's always the mm-hmm. exact same boilerplate type thing as a saloon with some ladies on the top floor waving their things down. <laughs> Someone's tinkling the keys. There's some yeah. guys playing cards in the corner. And then yeah. at some point, someone walks in through the saloon doors and yep. everyone goes quiet and looks. Yep. Does that yep. happen? Because yes. I haven't seen it for a long Yes,
0: Stephen and Dodo walk in the saloon dressed like prize hams, because they've, they've gone into the <laughs> yes. TARDIS wardrobe and they put on this oh. stupid schlocky. So they've tried to Western dress sort f- of yeah. appropriately. Yeah, but it's sequins and Diamontes and yeah. Saturn and you know, they look ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, and everything goes quiet and whatever. And they you know, it's wow. the, and guys the accents Oh my oh. god oh. British actors In the 60s Trying to do American Texan I Southern drawl <laughs> I love it Holy heck Fun- It is
1: terrible Thunderbird Americans
0: Oh, Worse yeah. <laughs> Worse They can't do it well, we there, There's talk- a group of like There's a group of like What are you going to call them There's a group of cowboys You know Riding into town At the very start Of the first episode And the, these guys, they can't get it. Yeah. They they're British is coming straight through. That Cockney is coming yeah. straight through. I love through. that.
1: I remember in Tomb of the Cybermen there was that American pilot? And he was yeah. just like, come on, yeah. you guys. We've got to get out of here and do this but stuff. He, yeah, he was, yeah. He, was, he was great. But yeah, <laughs> the, these guys are just terrible.
0: Oh, and let's talk a little bit about Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp and all these other like characters they've tried to sort of shove in there. Yeah, so yeah. the Doctor gets mistaken for Doc Holiday. Big surprise there, you know. <laughs> oh, because okay. he
1: says, I'm the doctor, and someone's like, yeah, That's oh, right. There's only one doctor in this town, and you right. must be Doc Holiday. And
0: the real Doc Holiday runs the dental clinic. Of course where, he does. Because, yeah, the doctor's got a toothache from the celestial toy maker. He's mm-hmm. eating some sort of sweet there. Now he has to have his tooth pulled, so he gets it done at the OK Corral by Doc Holiday. And it's like, Okay, yeah, fine. Ooh. In the first episode, Stephen and Dodo tinker the keys and Ooh. sing a little little diddy little diddy and it uh, it's painful <laughs> it's really painful if you ever want to hear dodo say howdy partner ooh
1: howdy partner that, yep oh dear yeah and st- and be able to stomach it this is another one i read as a kid and from the library and never saw mm. so i I kind of remember it fondly. I don't remember like very much about it, but I can imagine if you make, you know, like, like BBC Americans turn into yeah. BBC Western, it's going to be yeah. pretty bad.
0: Fun fact, I did not watch this story leading up to today's recording. <laughs> I watched it years ago and I've got, you know, do like, but you know, I will tell you guys, I did try and watch the whole of the first episode mm-hmm. last night. I mm-hmm. couldn't get through it, but um, <laughs> it's just too many memories, too many memories. I think
2: this is one of those stories that has suffered in terms of the received wisdom, but actually mm-hmm. the received wisdom isn't too far from the mark and it's cool now to like this story, oh. I don't think. Oh, really, a, I don't think it's as bad, perhaps as, as maybe you think, Colin. I'm, this is again my eye patch slipping. But <laughs> but I certainly don't think it is as good as a lot of people sort of have revised uh, their I revised have not their opinion read of it.
0: Anyone of like, say they liked it?
2: Uh, I, I think there's there's a sort of <laughs> sizable minority that are that are of, a, of a different in this opinion. This universal, the yeah. other one. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think it's actually pretty dull, yeah.
1: It's awful. Oh, the, that's look, it? that's the alarm. Wow, time's up. Well, it's yeah, time we for if you if any to of our
0: sour nerds are going to be uh, having a, <laughs> digging the hills oh, in yeah. over I'm that Oh, yeah, I'm sure one. they will. Bring it. Sunglasses. Lipick.
1: Sunglasses emoji. Mm. So cool. It's uh, time for, well, some, someone here to say something good. Hartnell's comic timing. you
0: got to ha- love it. Got yeah. love You've Harnel. got to love
1: Harnell in a cowboy hat. Anyway, is enough for me. To- so, oh, does he, but does he say any sort of cowboy or western phrases in his um in his in his? RP? No, he's
0: very he's very much doctory good. as he's getting around. Playing. Oh, that's funny. You know, like Doc Holiday got a Time Lord's tooth. That's very rare. <laughs> well, Doc Holiday pulls his oh. tooth in the first episode. oh My lord! Oh, is that? And they actually holds it up and goes, "That's a farm piece of ivory or something <laughs> like that." <laughs> um. So yeah, interesting. Okay, that's a more of a curiosity than something good, but mm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Hartnell's comic timing—he's he is great. All
1: right, is it my turn? It is your turn, Dan. All right, I have to apologize, guys, because I am doing the Crotons. All right, start Ooh, the clock. Baby. Right, so this is Robert Holmes' first ever, first ever story, it uh, and it's a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's how do I sum this up? It's like uh, they land on a fart planet. Uh, everything smells of sulfur, and there's heaps of clouds of gas in this story as well, everywhere. It's a fart planet. Uh, where they interact with a race of people who are like secretly being ruled by crystalline robots who. For some reason, they so they train up pe- train people up with their learning machines and take the smartest people and they sap their brain power to reconstruct themselves because that's how that works. I don't it's, it doesn't make any sense. There's I mean, no science there. It's garbage. And uh, they look stupid. They do well. They, hey, they, they. I mean, it's a couple of years after Lost in Space, so I right. think they just he did They just look kind of look like crap. Lots of space robots. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, it was made. It was kind of commissioned at the last second because they were going to make a serial called Prison in Space, which mm. is like really sexist. Comedy, notorious thing about like a fe- uh, like they land in a, some sort of like a society ruled by feminists, right. and they ha- they def- they have to defeat them, <laughs> and then like Zoe kind of goes over to them because she's like um gets because she becomes a feminist, and Jamie literally puts her over his knee and spanks her, yeah. So I think. I think the crew just saw the script and they were like, "We can't make this. Like, this is terrible." Even the
2: quotons like, is better than this. Yeah,
1: so like, I uh, think like whoever I think it's Terry Six or someone like came in and was like, "Hey, I've got this. Let's make this." And they were like, "This is fine. Let's make this. <laughs> this isn't offensive." <laughs> If it's definitely not offensive but it's just kind of uh dull, dull. yeah this it's the only mm. yeah it's all I can really say about it it's like um it's pretty slow there's that sort of standard thing of um, they helped a uh, society that's being enslaved to overthrow their evil masters mm-hmm. uh, which takes forever uh, <laughs> they also have no idea that they're being ruled by these they, 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 they've never seen the crotons or because mm. it's been thousands of years since the Crotons ship crashed and they've mm. been trying to reconstitute enough crotons to to take off again? I don't yeah. This is sounding convoluted it's,
0: it's, and it's it's convoluted laborious. but it's
1: also like cookie cutter, fairly standard. I <laughs> guess after the um base under siege season they just wanted to do something different. They yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh so Self- it's a failed pretty, experiment.
1: Well, yeah. for me, it's uh, uh, it was a slog. I, th- I have to make an admission. I skipped episode three the other night. was <laughs> fine. And to be honest, nobody, the story didn't suffer for it. Nobody blames you. I nobody le- holds you accountable. I learned nobody's name. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, like the angry guy got to lead the society. And I was like, that's that's fine, I guess. He's pretty angry though. I don't know. Uh, people get disintegrated by clouds of gas. I'm going to freely admit, Dan, that I've never seen this ah. one. I've never seen it. Like, I could say maybe watch the first episode... If you want, and maybe the last episode. But I don't the, know if I will. The whole middle is like I'm
2: after this. It's it is considered a bit of a joke of a story, and again, it is one of those last-minute Robert Holmes scripts, and his first one actually for Doctor Who. And sure. yes, okay, we start slow, and we first know what go. comes later. Yeah. All I will say though is that the Crotons don't say something good. No, I'm not going to say anything good at all. Uh, the Crotons were considered so much of a joke of an enemy that they were reused for an Eighth Doctor story. Uh, in I think it was 1990s, it would have been by Lawrence mm. Miles, mm. and they represented as a joke. Race. Oh, wow. So that's how that's, that's how fantastic. low I guess okay. the Crotons like uh, it's a as a race a scene. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah, exactly. They have crystal heads, um, yeah. sort of. They're so a bit, stupid, they're a bit rubbish.
1: Stocky metal bodies with um, lost in space robot yeah, arms, and at the bottom cool. is just yeah. like a hoop skirt with which obviously moves when their feet move. It's just Ugh. like like we've said many times. You can't blame them for the budget, but they're pretty they're pretty dodgy. Yeah, uh, and the people the morons that they rule over <laughs> well they, to be fair they've like trained them over thousands of years to be morons the gons yes. yeah the gons that's right what the hell is that the gons I don't know uh, gonads like. smaller. <laughs> uh, and so so they yeah they learn they learn only what the crotons teach them and then so the smartest yeah. ones become there's a funny moment where Zoe like totally maxes out the learning computer because she's a super genius and then the doctor gets really huffy and tries to beat her and he gets really upset because he can't do it properly <laughs> okay, your real.
0: eye patch is slipping you sound like you're appreciating something
1: one of the. it's like that thing where Trouton hates computers, but it doesn't really. Mm. Uh, yeah, And he still wins uh, yeah. at the end. He's very pleased with himself. It's really mm. annoying. Mm.
2: This is also a theme that we'll return to in one of the stories that I'll talk about in the seventies with Robert Holmes's preoccupation with farts. <laughs>
1: well, it starts with a fart, and it kind of ends with a fart as well. This this, uh, oh, it this sort story. of is a fart, isn't
2: it? Well, really. it's kind of a
1: brain one bite. big long one fart. big
0: look, long. It, look at. <laughs>
1: It's it's Holmes first go. You know, you gotta you gotta let him go. Oh, that's the there you and go. that's oh, time. that's it. Five minutes. Well, I can. Hey, Dan, <laughs> say something good. It's um, it's like, not that hard. Like I, uh, I like the, uh, I really like the idea of crystal robots. Like it's a, it's a cool idea, and they get reconstituted from like. Mm from like a, a crystal solution that I guess they pour mind power into uh, and that makes them oh no that's not nice see, they, they're rubbish
0: y- yeah you see what you should use is your Is what you were talking about before with the Zoe and Doctor moment which no is it's awful no yeah, it's terrible you ter- appreciated it oh, I
1: it. like that they did it but then like, like they make the Doctor can't handle it's like he can't handle it that Zoe's smarter than him which mm. makes him seem lame, like stupid to me yeah. which is annoying yeah. uh, I like Trouton in this and I like the idea of crystal robots that's pretty much it yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. that's good Anything, that's Steve? good valid well you know I was reading a poll worst worst story for
0: each doctor in their te- in their their tenure mm. uh, and yeah it was Crotons for Troughton that
2: oh, came out really I, yeah. I would actually have another one below it but mm. so I reckon it'd be down there yeah definitely
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gunfighters for Hartnell was on there too I was like okay cool so I picked that one alright <laughs> um, but yeah anyway moving on alright nice. 70s wow.
2: to the servant. So we're going chronological order, which, which means, means... Cole, you're
0: next. I am. <laughs> all right. <Okay. laughs> start the clock, schmucks. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start off straight up by saying I feel like I'm being pretty mean with gunfighters. I and mean, maybe I was a little bit meaner than everyone else, so I'm a little bit guilty. This one's a bit more sad for me. Mm. It's Planet of the Spiders. Mm. T- this is Pertwee's last story, as we all know. Um, and you're a big Pertwee fan. I am a huge yeah. Pertwee fan. I, so I love why, Pertwee. Why so is this your of, worst of the series? Okay, okay. So... Years ago, I had a housemate, and he would hear me talk about Doctor Who, and I got to a point where he was kind of interested to see some. Oh, dear. so I know it. Now, this is, been here This before. is foolish of me. Has this got, like, cult uh, undertones, like brainwashing undertones? I'm trying to get someone in. I'm trying to get someone in. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Denon. We were at home one day, and we had some videotapes lying around. One of them was playing of the spiders. I foolishly said, sure, we'll watch this. Thinking, ah, oh, it's we He'll love Pertwee. Having seen it before yourself? Never seen it before. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I got excited. I was like, oh, this is a regeneration story. I've never seen this. I've seen the scene, Re- regeneration scene, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but not story. How wrong I was to put this on. It is long. How many? Yeah, I was
1: going to say how many episodes? Because that's <laughs> About crucial 50. For, for I think Pertwee. It's a, I think
0: it's a thousand episodes <laughs> oh. long. Excellent. No, I it's think a it's six-parter. Like, it's a six-parter, yeah. It, it's it, a slog. It, it's a slog is putting it nicely it is uh, in fact if i'm going to say something good about it i'll say it was a slog it is long it is laborious they've tried to they've tried to honor pertwee by having a little bit of everything about his doctor involved in this story mm-hmm. like in, i think in episode two there's a huge like he likes loves his own stunts and his car chases and everything so i do mm-hmm. a huge thing mm-hmm. in, that in episode two does he karate chop a spider <laughs> I don't think he karate chops the spider. He should have karate yeah. chopped the spider. He does
2: some other karate chopping though.
0: Look, there's a lot of reasons why this story came about the way it did. Uh, sadly, it was because Roger Delgado died, and they were originally uh, yeah. going to like oh, ride out the master. Yeah, yeah. Do this story for this for the ending. Oh, that would have been, been perfect as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So th- this is what I mean this, when I say it's a sad tale. Yeah. Is it was sad for me because okay, let me get back to this. So <laughs> we watched all six episodes. Sorry, all thousand episodes of, of the spiders. <laughs> And I knew that he hated it. I could tell. Mm-hmm. I could tell. He was playing Snake on his Nokia. Oh, no. Um, you know. um, so we got to the end and he just said, yeah, it's not for me.
1: <laughs> so little, you soured. A little
0: part of me died yeah. inside. I said, you know, but some of it's really good. And he's like, "Ah, it's
1: cool. So you soured a man completely yeah. on the entire over of Doctor Who. And
0: I've never been able to watch Planet of Spiders since.
1: Wow. Really yeah. I think it's funnily disappointing in, yeah. in many ways.
2: You know, what you've mentioned before about Delgado mm-hmm. you know, being wow. there, obviously he wasn't there because he mm. passed uh, in tragic circumstances on the way to a, f- a film shoot in Turkey, actually. Mm. terrible story where the taxi that he, um, he got from the airport plunged off a cliff. Yeah. It's absolutely right. horrific. But of course it should have been the master. It should have been Delgado in his else? final story. Like wrapping up the entire What's the best early. way to send
1: away pertui? Yeah. The best mm. thing about the Pertui years in my opinion. Those two together. together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So right.
2: so we missed out on that. Yeah. I mean we do have some wonderful character actors from the last five years back on for the last um, episode. Cyril mm. Shaps obviously yeah. was hey. in there as well. He wasn't <laughs> enough right. to save it though. No, because he disappears quite quickly, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. But you're right, it just feels un- just absolutely underwhelming because and it's it just should have been something so much better.
0: That's right. It's not the send-off perk we deserved. Yeah. It's, are already, so what are the spider? The crap spiders, like Paper Maché? Yeah, Paper Maché. Yeah, um, there's a lot of CSO. Rod and the string, I think. Know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, CSO. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Heaps of, it's yeah. Barry Letts. Oh, one thing which is interesting, <laughs> which I didn't know at the time, but um, Delgado's wife played the voice of one of the spiders for it as well, mm. which is you kind know, of... Kind of nice. That's a nice touch. My eye patch fell off. Oh, um, <laughs> get that back, on. Okay, back so, on. oh my goodness, this thing—it's back into mode. Sweating on it. I'm so angry. I'm sweating <laughs> on it. Down. Oh God, is it five minutes yet? I feel like I'm watching Planet of the Spiders. Very, almost, yeah. So we got we got just under a
1: minute left. I think. Oh. So you wouldn't recommend it to me. I would not recommend or it. Or to us, say, well, nerds. you know what,
0: Dan, like you and I, are good friends, I could recommend it to you, but I know you won't watch it. Well, well I you totally won't make it through. <laughs> yeah. you yeah. Look, I mean, I like the way I see it is: if if I have no intention of watching it, how can I expect you to exactly. watch it? Exactly. So that's what we're here for, So yeah. our nerds. Thank you.
2: But mm. also the fact that it is very much the antithesis of the new to who. Yeah Spirit isn't I it I think This so. is a story not yeah. to get into Yeah a lot and, of these are And, many and many by that
1: token are. It's exactly on point For the parallel Oh yeah absolutely Great movie. pick yeah. Cole Great yeah. pick yeah. For the yeah. hate cast yeah. It's So well done Yeah thank you Excellent <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, Well, well that's five minutes It is that's so excellent. Cole Thank goodness <laughs> Guess yeah. what Yeah Now you gotta do it What, what I do I gotta do You gotta say something good Do you know what I can Oh Tell me
0: it's the regeneration scene. Isn't it beautiful? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's actually perfect. So that's the one thing they did right in Planet of the Spiders. And I'm glad I get to save this for last. It's the regeneration scene. That monologue from Pertwee.
2: Mm, A
0: tear, Sarah Jane. All that stuff. Um, Nick, Nicholas Courtney ad-libbed his famous line. Unbelievable. Um, here we go again.
2: It's incredible, it's, isn't and it? And he ad-libbed that. Yeah. How amazing it's is that? It's just absolutely beautiful.
0: And just the fact that he got to say goodbye to Sarah Jane, I thought was really special as well because... We all love Elizabeth's love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The
2: the thing that I love most about it, though, and I've mentioned this before, is the Pertwee story is the story of an exile who finds home in the place where he's exiled away from Mm. his own home. Mm. And there's a piece of dialogue where he says, the TARDIS brought me home. And it's not Gallifrey it's no. back to it's unit hq yeah. that's, right. that's his it's home that's now yeah. the yeah. brigadier and the unit family is where he belongs and that yeah. is just a gorgeous little touch yeah, it's, nice. it's a pity mm-hmm. it takes five episodes and 20 minutes to get there mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a gorgeous gorgeous scene yeah. absolutely i agree
0: it's worth watching episode six
1: yeah i guess okay yeah. that's okay. that's probably Shall forward. i watch like one two three and six you, watch should watch. you should maybe watch maybe one, one and six. six. <laughs> you should watch two and six
0: because two's got the car
1: chase. Oh, yeah. Half an episode of just faffing around. Yeah. Excellent. Speaking of faffing around and uh, back to Gallifrey, are you mm-hmm. ready for my story of the 70s? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, start the clock. It's The Deadly Assassin. Okay. Oh. So this is
2: a curious choice because I think a lot of people love this story, but oh, equally, a lot of people why. don't like it.
1: Why? I mean, in my memory, it's often, I remember it, and I'm like, I'm going to watch that one because I quite like it. Like, in my memory, so the Doctor gets lured back to Gallifrey uh, To be framed for a murder By like this rattling corpse Who turns out to be the master mm-hmm. And uh, they, yeah, and, and you go back to Gallifrey And it, in that, that idea is, would be pretty great In a short story or like, uh, Kind of like the Crotons would be a good short story <laughs> But for four episodes it's pretty bad And there's a mm-hmm. whole episode where they go into the Matrix Which is always the mm-hmm. worst mm-hmm. The Matrix is it, always composed of A quarry <laughs> and a crap yeah. forest, yeah, uh, and it's it's just interminable and boring and terrible. And uh, the idea is great, like, but the actualization mm. never good. It's like I've seen the ul- I read the ultimate four as a kid and loved the Matrix because the budget for the Matrix in your head is unlimited. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, but in, yeah. in the book, it's great. But anyway, um, right? This story is is again by Holmes and coincidentally same director from the Crotons, David Maloney. Uh, mm, and yeah. It's yeah. It's God. again. It's just kind of duff. Like. Um, classic for homes There's there's only one woman in the whole story and it's a disembodied computer voice oh, amazing wow, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, there's this weird crap intro uh, which they've never done before or since which is kind of like a rolling uh, a bit of text where Tom Baker tells us the backstory of the Time Lords. It's like, a bit Star Wars, is it? Yeah. I guess, but it's awful.
0: Is, <laughs> is this also the story where they had like news readers? Like, yes, I was like that Ron oh, Fatuous Ron Sembolus, Ron Fatuous
1: super <laughs> it, annoying, ridiculous. Bec- there's a thing where the president is being is retiring, and it has the air of like a BBC presenter doing a royal coronation. He's like, yes. and the president is coming it's out, and, yeah, day, yes. oh my and here he comes, and uh, the Pridonian blah blah blah, and it's like it's kind of kind of has the air of a dusty like universe. Bursar election—it's like that mm. lame. And um, they, I think they're trying to portray like obviously and society is like as the Time Lord society is like stuffy and dull. And sure, they, uh, they do it. They, they lay it up. on so thick that the <laughs> that the episode is dull just- and <laughs> dusty and boring. It's really lame. And another one for this story, like uh, I, I read some of that Tom Baker. Well, we know that Tom Baker demanded uh, they give him one on his own without a yes, that's true. To yeah. try it out and see yeah. if he could pull it off. Yeah, uh, and it's just four episodes of him mostly talking to himself. And it's awful. Like yeah. without a companion, I he has. There's people in the story who play the companion role uh, by asking him questions and stuff. Yeah, I love Engin. It's great, <laughs> but um, but uh, Lord, like it's just it doesn't work. It's obviously proven to them that they can't do it because it's terrible. Yeah.
0: Can I mention one thing that I really hate about Deadly? Sure. Assassin? It's those f- sets. I oh, hate them. Those, they're so brown. Those plastic,
1: and boring. Yeah, like claustrophobic rooms. There's the yeah, and the like Pan-Optican. are meant to be like it's they, meant to be a big grand room. These
0: are meant to be grand rooms. Yeah. These are meant to be halls. These yeah. are you know they're so like pinched in. It's like the same in time. Trail of a Time Lord. Is that really a Gallifreyan like, port it, room?
1: They like, seem to pull it off a bit better in like Arc of Infinity and in um, no, Invasion don't. of the Time Lords. Uh, invasion, I no, think. they don't. Yeah, <laughs> your eye patch is slipping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those, the, the sets are claustrophobic and, and cheap. Um, <laughs> there's a really funny bit where Tom Baker's like, uh, it's the master And someone someone's like Oh who's the, the, Like the dude who's in charge Of like the biographies Of all time lords Is like who's the master And the doctor's like He looks really annoyed He's like He says he's my sworn Arch enemy and it's <laughs> like For him to say that A is super lame yeah. But also B It's hilarious that It's like his arch nemesis And the biggest person In his life but mm. no, like the time like Gallifrey doesn't really know about their rivalry. And It's no big deal to them. Mm. Like to the Doctor and the Master, it's this huge deal for them, like to, to fight each other. But no yep. one else really cares. No, <laughs>
0: it's great. I really love that because it's not all about you.
1: Oh man, and oh god, it's just uh, slow and interminable. I, there's mm. there's some good actors in it, but most of it's this like drawn out investigation. Uh, it's yeah, a police procedural in Galafrey.
0: Yeah, that and that should be something right. More, right, uh, and even on paper that sounds
1: boring. Well, it'd well, be something I would normally like, but the way it's done is just mm. slow and annoying. And the, 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 the other, like I said, the doctor's got a companion, so he's like um, yeah, deeply irritating. So what
0: was that whole thing like he spots like a catwalk with a sniper rifle or yeah. something? Yeah, like, he has a vision then, of
1: the assassination. That's right. And then yeah, inexplicably he goes to the place where the rifle is, picks it up, and looks down the site uh, at the moment of the assassination. And why then would you get pick it up? seen?
0: With yeah. the rifle looking well, down the like site. Like, maybe
1: go to the place to see if there's a guy there, but don't pick up the rifle and look down the site. Like, wow. I think there's supposed to be someone in the crowd with a gun who actually does the assassination. But yeah, it's a bit It's, controlled. The, grassy, it's, it's un-
0: the grassy knoll theory. It's pretty yeah. unclear.
2: Mm, yeah. uh, very much so, yeah. yeah. JFK all over oh, this. Oh, man.
1: So your time's up. Oh, Whoa. thank God. And, well, not really because... <laughs> oh, I have, I have to say to, something good. There are a few good things to say about it. Uh, uh, I've got a good thing well, to say. The, the Peter Pratt master is actually cool. And the idea of that he's like a, this like mm. rattling corpse mm. at the end of his regenerations and he's desperate to find another one. That mm. is really cool. Holding and that on. actually stuck out. That's what I wanted part. to mention yeah. because
0: this is, like, this, is the, this is how they save it after Delgado's death, basically. Delgado dies and they don't, they don't do the master again up until this point. I like how they did that. I do like this Grim Reaper character. I do like the idea that he's in between
1: lives. Do you Mm. think that he's like the... Aged Like almost dead Del Delgado. Delgado I do yeah, I do yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing That's cool Yeah that yeah, cool. is cool That is something nice so, Sorry
0: I had to take my eye patch Completely off for a second Oh no Because it was hurting me we've a bit, <laughs> <but I'm>, We're <laughs> back
1: into the, the New to who dimension It's okay uh, Yeah you can take uh, it off oh, Okay right, well it's back on so. It's getting itchy anyway Um, Yeah, yeah. There are, There's a couple of other things Like the Peter Yeah the Peter Pratt master Is pretty great uh, he, he does he does really well Uh. There's a, my favorite thing in the whole episode is uh, when the president's been assassinated and they go back to the crime scene. There's a chalk outline of the body and it includes the co- the time lord collar. <laughs> 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 it's like, what Ridiculous! It's so stupid. It. I love it. It's my favorite thing about the whole episode. Uh, which I another episode that is not aggressively or bluntly awful. I just it's just a t- it's a slog. It's, it's just it's a bit. P- yeah, yeah, I like that. That's mm-hmm.
0: true. All right, that's enough good things to say about it. Sure. Well, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Steve, you're next. I am next. Uh, And this, for me, is the weakest story of the 70s. Not just Tom Baker. It is the power of Kroll. Start the clock, schmucks. Well, here we go. (laughs) Go, Steve. Okay, on paper, this should work. It is a story about essentially a group of people who are trying to profiteer of a a natural resource that is the most valuable substance in the universe, Mm. in this case, methane, which is very difficult to understand.
1: Uh, You're talking about farts? I am. And in
2: particular crawls farts <laughs> the giant octopus squid that seems to uh, if they to that would stink would they... <laughs> oh, seaweed that, uh, that that is that are worshiped and this is this is really what bugs me worshiped by essentially a kind of sort of i don't know 1700s 1800s view of perhaps Polynesian or Micronesian Mm. uh, societies Mm. it's incredibly crass in the way it represents the swampies they're painted all in green uh, in grass skirts doesn't sound like something the BBC would be subtle or delicate about well it's classic (laughs) BBC uh, racism again But you know the the idea that we sort of riff on those kind of ancient civilizations and and cultures and make a a mockery of them for presenting them in grass skirts, as I say, worshiping this giant squid, uh, being sort of you know quite primitive in inverted commas in terms of their beliefs and and their and their practices really is just just a, a bit too much but in, again in addition to that much like the uh the celestial toy maker, deathly doll mm. um we have the otherwise superb mary tam uh, mm. eye patch slipping yeah um,
0: right off almost uh, <laughs> it's easy steve
2: yeah i can't help it we'll but get, uh <laughs> we'll get to mary
1: tam in time
2: um but but she's wasted in this. There's a scene where it's basically you know damsel on the tied to the tracks. Oh, um, don't
1: damsel Mary Town. No, yeah, don't do no, that to, to, no, no, to, to Romana. She's absolutely. in control. Exactly. Like she's yeah, she's, she's better than
2: the Doctor. She's a boss. Come yeah, on. absolutely. Is that bone
1: structure. She's not getting tied to track. <laughs> no tracks. No way. She's uh, in charge She's large and in charge.
2: Yeah, but you know it's it, it's sort of uh, a terrible sequence. It's so just there for padding. You know Philip Maddock, who is otherwise superb. We see him in the, the War Games and the Crotons, <laughs> and also in um, Brandon Morbius. Mm wasted in, in a part here that yeah. it, the story goes that it, the the larger part was offered to him, but offered to another actor in the meantime, whilst Philip Maddock then had to settle for the lesser part. So again, another sort of production gaff there. Yeah. It is Utterly and completely dull. There is nothing
1: about this story that I would <laughs> recommend. Um, it's in apart the, from not watching it. It's, <laughs> it's in the key to time season, which we, the, is. the three of us so w- watched it together. We and did. I remember The only reason I've never seen Power of Groll is because when we got to Power of Groll, you were like, we're not watching we're this. We're not watching <laughs> this. <Yeah>. I flatly <laughs> refuse. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to waste an evening with you gents watching Absolute Rubbish. Is it worse
2: than so, the Armageddon Factor? Yeah, it is. Wow. I reckon it's the worst story in the 70s because what you have is... Obviously, Romana is wasted. Philip Maddock is wasted. Tom Baker is going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's meant to... It's, it could have had been so much more. And the reason I say that in terms of the, the raw ingredients is that this is the exact same story in terms of main characters and, uh, you know, the, the plot dynamics that we see again in Caves of Andrazani. Mm-hmm. If you go back and parallel the narrative structure of these two... yeah. looks exactly the same. For methane, replace it with Spectrox. Sure. Right? But, you know, they're sort of mining methane and and sort of sending it back to, uh, you know, not Androsani major, but... um, Um, I think it's Delta, something or other. I can't even remember. It's so dull. Um, Mm. And and it's just one of those things where you sort of think, okay, Robert Holmes seems to be in love with this story. He did it for the Space Pirates in 1969. He's done it again here with The Power of Kroll, but he sort of perfects it with The Caves of Andrazani. And it's just, I don't know, almost lazy writing on the behalf of Holmes. Mm. And we've given him a bit of a kicking uh, mm. already so far, which is a largely unfair, in, in you would say, for, just in terms of the corpus of work that is produced for Doctor yeah, Who as yeah, a whole. Yeah. But these ones that we've spoken about are already are absolute stinkers and this is, mm. this is but no they, exception. I mean, no, they
0: weren't chosen because they were homes or anything like that. It's no. just that that's the way it came about. Yes, so, exactly know, right. this is all valid. It's oh, all yeah. valid.
1: Oh, boy. So, no bueno. Yeah. Right. so we're, we're moving on. So, you, know, you got to say something good about oh, it. About yeah. well, someone yeah. has to say something good. No, no, got no, away no, no with
0: Steve, it. you need to say something good. Does it have to be Steve? Yeah, it has like to be it's,
1: Steve. It's hurting him.
2: It is It is hurting me. Well, it's uh, Mary
0: Tam, babe. It, well, it has stronger. to be. It'll make you stronger.
2: Maybe if I just, you know, watch it with the sound down and, you know, <laughs> fast forward between the scenes where Mary Tam...
0: What if I edited
2: together just her bits That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe that, would, that, would, that would work, but the rest of it, I, could, I would very happily never watch again.
1: Wow, I'm kind mm. of intrigued enough to watch this now because we missed it when we watched <laughs> uh, Key to Time Season.
2: You'll just reflect back on the waste that was the last 90 minutes of your life. But well, there's... you
0: know what, it... it just means that one night when you're at home with nothing to do, you might be having a whiskey or something. Then sure. you, maybe you put it on the power. Well, there's oh, there's Mary,
1: know. there's like the wonderful, um, the wonderful uh, screen presence of Mary Tam. That mm. I, I there's some I've never seen, which I can totally, I can totally catch up. Okay, I won't. Good luck what are we with, doing uh, in this dimension? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so something good. We're just going to say Mary Tam. I think yeah, Mary Tam. That's, and that, that, that
1: that's simple, that. short, yep, sweet, fine. perfect, valid. Okay, we've All hit right. the '80s. We're about to warp into the 1980s. Smear.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excellent new new theme tune, new intro.
2: Yeah, new producer. Excellent.
0: Okay, 1980s. Who's first up? I it's think it's me. Dan. Oh. I'm
1: really, really sorry, guys, because I have to do the King's Demons.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Sorry, tell, we have to talk about the King's Demons the for five more minutes. No, we'll tell, what?
0: tell this story. Oh. Do you know what? I'm glad that one of us has chosen it. <laughs> Someone had to it do it. It is. <laughs>
1: sh- well, start the clock, babe. Okay. Here we go. Start it, Schmucks. These scumbags. All right. So yeah, there is a story where we had a friend of the podcast and once guest of the podcast, Ed. Ah, we, yeah, yeah, once we were getting him to watch episodes with us, just sort of at random, kind of like what the podcast is about, kind of get, um, give him intro episodes. Yeah. And for why what? God, why did we choose this? I one? don't know. Why I we don't know. Maybe because it was two episodes, and we yeah, were we like, like, something this? quick, something and quick. Yeah, like five minutes in, I was like, oh God, we made a big <laughs> mistake. We're going to sour Doctor Who for him forever. Luckily, he's a man of substance, and so he made it through and could just yes. laugh with us. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I think we're so funny. Well, but we helped. Maybe. We sort of helped, you know. But yeah, it was a big mistake. He's big, a better man than us. I think. Why would he didn't choose Black Orchid? Hawk? Black Orchid's great. Well, it's, it's marginally better. Than this. better. Um, yeah.
1: Anyway, this is like the Doctor is some for somehow drawn to uh, to medieval England yeah. to to because the Master is trying to stop the signing of the Magna Carta. Mm. Yeah, like, King John is who like
0: cares? King John's a. Uh,
1: shape-shifting android
2: called chameleon called yes. chameleon yeah he sucks yeah. wow um, um
1: yeah like the, the master's trying to stop the signing of the magna carta who big deal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow cool and it, like, it's part of his plan to like go from planet to planet taking them over in bits and bobs and it's like mm. wow man this is really lame even for you mm. uh and i think i think like it's 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 only okay because nearly the the only master's goal is nearly always just to destroy the doctor, which is really boring and like makes him mm, seem really lame. I think that yeah. starts with Deadly Assassin. It does. Uh, because before that, like Delgado's always got some debonair wonderful plan, which would probably end up with him in a in a convertible being yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Ainley's Master's always given just the worst things just he's all he wants to do is destroy the doctor. So at least here he's got this plan to take over the things. But man, it is um Your eye patch just I know right I off can't your help head. it. Aenly's in disguise as Sir Gillis Estram. I was like trying to wreck my brain because Delgado's master always had a terrible pseudonym which just had the word master in it like you know Colonel Master Whatever. and I was yeah. like what's this yeah. one going to be yeah. I was like maybe yeah. it's like the Earl of Mastershire or something like that <laughs> oh, and like man. you know Davison's going to be like wait what <laughs> <laughs> but it was Sigil Estram, which is like Estram, Estram, is, a, an anagram Estram of master. is an anagram yeah. super lame um, yeah the doctor beats him in a really really lame White guy sword fight it's Which just, by
2: like, the way Could be the worst Cliffhanger of all time It's, oh it's a terrible yeah.
1: sword fight With two sort of Poncy dudes yeah, Who yeah. don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, Faffing around With plastic swords mm. uh, And then at the end of it He, he de-swords This this knight guy And he, uh, he points what Because you don't know It's the master He points a straight up Black <laughs> the Doctor And I was like <laughs> mm. I remember even As a teen I was like What the hell is that <laughs> Oh it's the master Right <laughs> Whew, what, What's going on there Oh my <laughs> Um it's really, really lame. And uh, uh, like Chameleon is really... Uh, oh, uh, God. Does anyone like Chameleon? No, I don't. And I, you the know know what? idea is w- great. but you know it's I, just- I,
0: I read a bit on the Sh- Shannon Sullivan's website, actually, Sour Nerds, if you um, want to read some good stuff mm. about the production on stories and all eye the patch, ones, patch. gossip about the, the, Keep the, the, the bad ones. ones. <laughs> um, yeah, I was reading up a little bit on the King's Demons on his website. And yeah, the, the whole thing about Chameleon is just, it's really sad. You know, there's some guy that was involved in robotics, had this great new... Um, robotic system that he said he could teach it to talk follow That's dialogue right. yeah. um, that, that you know at some point guys maybe by the time we start filming we'll even have it walking on its own and yeah, all this right. sort of stuff As if. pie in the sky like mm. it, that is not the case it is the most
2: but also didn't he die the guy who invented the yeah like, yeah chameleon?
0: he did he died in like a motorboat accident well, at yeah, the time yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. so before this was shot and then before it was shot so, so no one knows it, how to use this thing no, no one knows how to use it um, it can't follow the dialogue
1: of the mm. actor sure. playing him so it's just sort of this crappy looking. I don't know that it necessarily needs to because like Thunderbird's lip syncing is pretty bad. So like you could do th- Chameleon Thunderbird lip syncing. I mean, I'm sure the technology's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> I like, wouldn't even. I wouldn't have even gone with the lip syncing I would have said you just have a voice
0: coming out of it. Don't just make have a mouth speaker on the phone. But like, any, yeah, c three PO this thing, man. Like, like, like the
1: idea you can he can shape shift and turn into any actor. Great idea, <laughs> it is great yeah. Because then But just they use don't actor. use it. Yeah, they do. He's King John for half of it, isn't he? Or the, yeah, that really awful King John. <laughs> yeah, guy.
0: he is. But the, that was meant to be like that kind of thing. And then you know, Camille can be. Become maybe like a, a traveling Something companion, a doctor, mm. yeah. and like you know he just
1: disappears just... for a couple of episodes and then comes back for Planet Five. And Fire. they try to write him yeah. out. Yeah, he's uh, he's awful. Um, it's like mm. like the guy who does his lines for some reason the volume is really low. Mm. I don't know if he did it. He also done it way later, and they they just looped it in because it's awfully quiet and mm. really flat. And then at the very end, the Doctor defeats the Master in my most hated of all science fiction tropes, a battle of wills. So they just like block, <laughs> you know what I mean? They lock minds or whatever. Yeah. And Your will just, is weak, one doctor. of them's got a bigger brain than the other. It's like, well, great. Like they're, both, <laughs> they're both sweating and like, it's just awful. Like, yeah. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. It's, it's clapped out. It's, it's
2: at the end of the season, they've run out of money. No one yeah. cares anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it's just
1: pants. And Mm. there's a thing that they they do in these seasons Where the Davison, uh, wait, wait The Ainley, like, shows up And he's like, you escaped Zarephus Or you escaped whatever It's like, you escaped the previous episode That was really crap And now you're in this one, which is pretty crap It's like, you escaped Time Flight Couldn't you have just stayed there? Oh, that's the alarm, sorry Yeah, Yeah.
2: we've gone over But let's just finish that point because this is time today uh, Yeah, well, I've got more to say on this So The Master's a character who has, like, tried to pitch (laughs) Earth and draconia into a intergalactic war using Daleks you know later on he tries to destroy the universe using entropy and later on in new series Uh, actually uh, takes over the uh, earth here he is trying to get a piece of paper not signed (laughs) utterly utterly low stakes dull rubbish
1: (laughs) yep it's, um, and it's, it's just, I, I really, like, I love, we'll, uh, let's just lapse into the other dimension, we'll say something, I'll say something good. Oh yeah, you have to say something good. Um, I like, I, the sets are, like, the, the first shot is in a great, like, you know, like a great feasting hall, like in a keep, no. a castle keep, and it's yeah, pretty yeah. great, like, it's a pretty good, great hall, you know what i Yeah, well, vaguely, it was very crowded, wasn't it? It was kind of like a well, bit poky and Most bit... of the dialogue happens quite close to the back table, but the opening shots are quite, from quite far away, and it's mm. a pretty good, great hall, but the opening shots have, like, foreground, midground, and far off the back of the... Feasting hall. Sure. It's pretty great. I don't okay. If it's a set or if it's real, I don't know. But, but I don't want to oh, you're, I being, you're being kind. I'll tell you what. It's no oil painting, the general, I'm sure. we, we know, we've said before that the BBC does period well. The thing I'll say about The King's Demons that is pretty okay is that the sets, the costumes, and the, you feel like you're there. It's pretty good. Okay. But apart from God please don't watch it I mean it's two episodes It's not going to take Much time out of your day It's 40 minutes really But like, Don't watch I, it I suggest that you Do not watch this No that no. means nothing
0: If you've got 40 minutes To spare in your life do ever, anything. Do, do not watch The King's Demons Hey watch yeah, the Santarin well. Experiment It's way better than this Oh totally Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright well that's, cool. my, that's my piece How do you feel? Ugh, I better? feel like
1: I've just like Shared a disgusting Outer skin mm. uh, Forever <laughs> And I'm never Putting it back on Let's never <laughs> speak Of it again Coincidentally, those are the, has the lowest viewer ratings ever for Peter Davison. No, yeah. no I, think okay. I think it's the worst I Peter
2: d- Davison story. Yep. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, Cole.
0: Yeah,
2: it's your turn, and I want to preface whoa, 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 this. Whoa. I want to preface this by saying mm. this is not only your pick yeah. for the worst of the eighties, mm. but everyone else's pick for the worst of the eighties. Yeah, in it, terms it would appear lo- that way. large-scale through- fan consensus, and probably. The very worst story of classic Doctor oh, Who. Wow, yeah. really? Okay. Sour According to nerds. Many, yeah. It's the twin dilemma. All right. Whoa. Start
0: that clock. All right, where to begin? Oh, yes. it's awful. Weird idea. They've gone in, they've got the first story of the sixth Doctor at the end of the series. Yeah. With a nine-month wait before anyone sees it. So this is the first impression that fans are going to get of Odd the choice. new Doctor. And you're left over
1: the summer with that impression. You're yeah, left yeah.
0: over the entire yeah. summer with that impression, right? Yeah. In this story... The Doctor strangles his companion in the TARDIS. Mm. Now, let's let that sink in for a second. We've all seen it before. Yeah, yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Yep. It's awful. I believe Brendan Jones in Flight Through Entity, when they covered this story, gosh, years ago now, uh, sort of said, so basically, like, a TARDIS is a home. The TARDIS yeah. is the home, and they're bringing domestic violence yeah. into the home. And I could not agree more. Yep. Inexcusable. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's 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 disgusting. It's the one
1: thing you never do. Like, yeah. you never have the doctor because his companions are always very young girls. Like, mm. don't strangle. That's, you know that, what I mean? Don't strangle a young it girl. Couldn't, couldn't in be your worse. House. It yeah, couldn't it, possibly be worse.
0: So you know, okay, I know I get that Colin Baker and J were sort of working together on his doctor. Like, you know, they, they want they his doctor to be almost unlikable. But then, as his tenure goes long, it's he's like the, 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 the Mister Darcy, yeah. the, oh, the Darcy trope. Yeah. Oh, the Mister Darcy trope. Poor idea. Poor idea. This is true. JNT likened it to the idea of Mr. Darcy mm. from Pride and Prejudice, which is just... Oof. Yeah. So, you know, and eventually the fans will get to like, th- th- there are cues given to this actor who's playing the Doctor that should not have been given to him. Mm. Strangling the companion yeah. probably being number one.
1: He's brand new on the job, right? I guess yeah. he's just going to do whatever they tell him he hasn't co- quite got Pretty a good much. conception of, Pretty hasn't much. got a handle yeah. on the character yet. No. It's um I don't think you can blame t- Colin Baker.
0: No, no, no one's blaming Colin Baker, no. not at all. I think Colin Baker really got served a hard deal sure. in general. Totally. Uh with you know under that production There's lots
2: to hate about this story. <laughs> There's a lot to hate about this story. Let me oh, okay. Well, before we do, can I just mm. j- jump in at this point? It's mm. actually done well uh, on two other occasions in Doctor Who and it's mm. the first 13 episodes of the series ever with William Hartnell as the doctor Mm. who we saw being very touchy and whatever else, Mm -hmm. but come the end of the inside the spaceship um, or um, edge of destruction, whatever you want to call it, there's a a general sort of warmth and that continues into the next story. Mm -hmm. Now that does work. I think the other time that it works is in Capaldi you have yeah. series yeah. 8 and yeah, the way yeah, in yeah. which he
1: mellows all the way through to I would agree with that series Absolutely. 10 we were all really excited to get a grumpy angry doctor for a minute there weren't we
2: well it, it works if
1: mm. you do the right thing
2: yeah. in thawing yeah. yeah. him yeah. quickly enough yeah. and mm. uh, I guess dramatically feasibly enough sure. that does not happen mm. for Colin Baker's doctor no it doesn't well it's all, it takes le- a whole summer to get back
0: yeah mm. and le- I mean you don't get a second chance at a first impression no. which is a s- yeah. saying but you know, it, you know it's kind of true uh, this is the story that follows of Androzani, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I never even and, thought and of that. And actually ends the season. Yeah. yeah. Oh Lord. From the sublime. And ends the season.
1: Wow. I never even thought of that. That's real awful.
0: I read once that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I like to think it is because it's hilarious, that it's the only Doctor Who story never to sell a copy on DVD ever. That I don't know how accurate it. that could be, but <laughs> I did read it. I did read it once. And I was like, if that's true... What I'm a really waste happy of plastic
1: that. to put that on DVD. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, uh, God, what else? There's the, a, there's a, a Time Lord that's like... There's oh, a, yeah. Is
0: there a yeah. Time Lord in it? Yeah, what's his as- name? Mal, but, as okay, but... As- okay, Al-Zi- I think
2: it's a bad idea. I oh, think yes. outside the Doctor and the Master... Any other time law that appears in the series is just a bad idea, whether mm. it's Drax, whether it's... I even think the is a terrible idea. I mean, they've very rarely
1: mm. ever done it well. Ramada's no? really it, is, isn't
2: it? Well, yeah, exactly, actually. That's that's the one exception, mm. I guess. But no, abs- absolutely. Why well, have Asmao there? He could be anything. He yeah. could be any race, yeah. any character, yeah. um, and, and there's no dramatic... Point to him being no. there as as a Time Lord.
0: No, and then couple him with a couple of insufferable children. It's just uh, dear lord. Oh, those
2: twins. I'm sorry, but
0: those boys are awful.
1: They are terrible <laughs> oh, actors. T- their voices, the, the accents, just uh, irritate the hell out of me. And they're I'm
0: going to go back to Flight Through entirety again. Um, Nathan <laughs> Nathan Bottomley quite rightly pointed out, f- quite famously, why would you cast two boys? whose names are Romulus and Remus, who can't pronounce their R's properly. <laughs> Womulus and Wemus. I'm Womulus, I'm Ween- Wemus. It's a great point.
2: So obviously
1: echoing the myth of the, um, the founding of yeah. Rome, Romulus and Remus, but yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's been so long since I've seen it. I just remember I saw it on... In the middle of the night you know 4.30am on the ABC in, as a teen and I just thought wow I, why I, did I wake I, up for this yeah really because it was like <laughs> 430 30 I was like I got up for this it was just so awful mm. and that's time oh, thank oh wow goodness. thank
0: god that's over we barely
1: scratched the surface as it should be uh, so um, now this is probably the hardest task you of Paul the entire busted. podcast far out say something good about this man
0: okay I've got one uh, the neon logo at the intro they, they've they adjusted it just yeah. slightly Look, for oh, the start so and, make, and, and, and yeah, it's pleasing to the eye they make it purple right uh, well they, they yeah and they, they, just, they, just, just, they, they it's it got a little, rainbows there's yeah. rainbows coal yeah that's your best <laughs> yeah so the, the that's, the, it. The title that's, so that's it that's it that's it alright I need to have a shower <laughs> <laughs> I've just looked at the notes for what's up next I think I'm going to save that shower oh, uh, until after you've finished with your your last and the
1: final pick yeah. of this. and this is the story that has wounded Steve in his heart in his in his in his I'm like, not hold in back in his very soul it, it, no, more than anything back. else it's not it's not just steve when okay. you see him talk about this story <laughs> uh, you see his eyes go dark and he sags a little and you can feel the pain in his voice mm. when he talks about <laughs> it i can't wait to hear him actually feel on this well i'm going to start
2: the clock Start the clock. And you know what? I might talk longer than five minutes on Go this. Go for it. Hey, this one deserves it. Colin, yeah.
0: you you, you've already super glued your eye patch on, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is f-
2: staying firmly on. Yeah. People say the twin dilemma is the worst story of oh, classic Doctor do. Who. They do. It is not. No. It is this. It is mind warp. Oof. This is Oof. by far and away... The nastiest, most terrible mm. piece of rubbish that you can imagine yeah. filtering into, into Doctor Who. Yeah, when, you, Let, when you said Mind Warp, when you announced it, I
0: felt like you punched me in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, yeah.
2: Well, it's a story that is heinous in and of itself, but actually in the way in which it sort of culminates Perry's character arc or, mm. or lack of a character arc, I find it absolutely sickening. So Perry is a character that is introduced in Planet of Fire in the mm. Davison story. Yeah. It's actually quite, if if you like, if we talk about that old spectrum of frock and gun, very much on the frock end. And, and it's a beautiful story. Mm. Uh, we then go to a very gun story with the case of Androzani, which, uh, and there's something that Robert Holmes does that seems to be a template that perhaps the script editor, but certainly other writers uh, under his direction sort of take up as a, a running theme to the point where it occurs, I think, in every single story for Perry from here on in, from that point on, mm. until it, it, the way it sort of uh, culminates in Might And I said before that Perry has a character arc She doesn't No As a story This is a character Who has a narrative arc Substituted for essentially A rape Mm. narrative People have always got their hands on her, or they're yeah, always they threatening do. her. It is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's this whole thing about lusting uh you know, fat, old, gross aliens and mm. guys mm. lusting after this, this, you know, pretty young thing. And it is a rape narrative. It is mm. very much, you know, rape culture within Doctor Who. And it yeah. culminates here yeah. in Mind Warp, where yeah. guess what? A gross, old, yeah. fat
1: alien actually possesses her body. A gro- yeah. Like a gross worm, just like like go uh, like goes inside like enters her and becomes yeah. like you know what it's just Yeah, dwarf. and
2: so you know there's obviously you know sexual metaphors there as well but it's literally you know that final what what do we do with this character we do this with her we we actually have her become the object do they uh, describe, possessed by
1: do they describe what happens to the 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 person the person who's the body belongs to when the mind enters does it just get kiv no, does it describe what happens to Perry's mind when uh, her body's taken over, and she's just destroyed? No, she's just destroyed. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's yeah, bleak. Yeah. So bleak. Yeah. So so
2: her agency's entirely removed. Her persona is entirely her removed. Her hair is removed. Her hair is removed as well. Oh my goodness. Which is which is you know yeah. as a young child watching it, you know, something that's quite shocking yeah. as well. Mm. But to me, there is no worse a crime, no vilest sin than mind warp, and the way in which, particularly at, at that point in time when we sort of have representations of you know strong masculine dominant. Uh, figures mm-hmm. as against you know submissive mm. female characters, this is just Doctor who taking the worst of what's out in the zeitgeist mm. and bringing it into its own. who wrote my uh, a chap called Philip Martin, who also wrote oh. Vengeance on Varos. Yeah, because right. okay. I was going
1: to say, it has okay. some of the same characters and also some mm. the same spiteful kind of nasty world. Yeah, okay. but
2: whilst when, Vengeance on Varos actually has something mm. to say, particularly around the oh. way in which yeah. you know culture glorifies violence. Mm. It was pretty layered, I, I remember. It was, I thought. This, and is and is we, like- this, is, this just really doesn't uh, have any of that nuance, and instead it just mm. has a narrative that is repulsive.
0: How much of this repulsive narrative's blame can we put at the feet of the writer and also, how much mm. did the production team
2: have to do with it? That's a good question. Um, I think what we probably had was a, a writer who had his own ideas. Yeah. But what you can't forget is that we have a character who's introduced by a production team, mm-hmm. and whose entire arc should be planned. I'm not saying that it was planned. Yeah. But if it wasn't planned, that's an abdication of responsibility
1: and duty as a production yeah. team. Anything the writer submits gets put through the ringer absolutely. and uh, gets touched it, it, it up. It needs to. Yeah. So they so it, have,
0: it's been okayed. Yeah, it's been it was okay. It was, it was greenlit. It was signed off on. And this we have it. this.
2: Yeah. And I think it's absolutely terrible. I, I cannot believe that they did this in Doctor Who mm. and it's still something that I feel is the low light of the entire mm. series, not just classic but new as well.
0: Tales of yeah. woe about this production from Steve, I- mostly. <laughs> well,
1: yes, it's part of trial, isn't it? So you have the yeah. trial of a yeah. time loop. But inter- <laughs> yeah. very few of those are, are worth watching. And like uh, mm. uh, that getting interjected into the middle of this doesn't make it any better. Like,
0: no, I, I hate the whole idea of the trial anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it is in there. Uh,
1: and lots, lots of other things happen in this story, but it's like mostly all I really remember is this hideous worm, like in, in you know taking over Perry's body. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awful. And that's mid-80s Doctor Who summed up in one image, really. Mm.
0: It might be time
2: I, uh,
1: for Steve... Someone's got to say something good about it. ...to this. say something good.
0: And I don't know, maybe it's unfair for me to ask Steve to I say mean, something I, good I, about it. I can
1: cushion, it. I can couch this. Uh, two words, Brian Blessed. Uh, um, I'm going right. to say two words, Nicola Bryant. Well, she is amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's,
2: she's great. I think she gives an incredible performance, mm. but how
1: dare they give her yeah. that script?
0: I think that's fair. Sure. More than fair.
1: I have Brian Blessed running down a corridor shouting pretty much anything and I'll watch it. Like it's, uh, I find it pretty entertaining no matter what. Gordon's um, alive. Yeah, but putting him, uh, yeah, putting him next to Nicola Bryant is, a, is weird because he's just so like so brash. And, oh, that's another terrible thing. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you oh, know, the, she, she
2: dies at the end of Mind Warp and that, that's pretty clear. But they, they sort like of backpedal on this, yeah. don't they? In The Ultimate mm-hmm. Foe where you have this crap little oh, God, love yeah. heart montage. It's like, oh no, they, like, she married Brian Blessed. Oh, that King's, is... Yeah, which King, is a worse fate, honestly. Getting
1: oh. married to King Yukanos is not, not great, you know.
2: But, okay, look, how much of that was
0: damage control?
1: Yeah, well, uh, completely. Complete, yeah.
0: right? and JNT, backpedaling like yeah. f- not good enough.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Right, we to, right, we need to all have a cold shower now. and mm, uh, ourselves Absolutely, ourselves after that. Yeah, these no. skins.
0: And uh, I think by the time we've showered, dressed, and maybe brushed our teeth and got into our gym jams, we might be back in the old universe. Oh Man. What a ride. Am I glad to we be back, back home. Okay guys eye patches down my goodness.
1: <laughs> oh lord. We are back. I am Cole. I am Stephen. And I'm Dan and I don't know man where do we go from here. Well welcome uh, to New To Who
0: I guess. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> well thanks for coming on us on this uh, extremely negative journey.
0: Yeah. Sweet dorks. I want to say that I hope you've all had A wonderful festive season. (laughs) Very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to each and every one of you. We decided to drop this on the 12th day Mm. after Christmas. Something is a little bit different. Steve, you want to give me a little bit more of an insight into why...
2: Oh, The Twelfth Night. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the idea being that the normal rules of society and and the household don't apply on The Twelfth Night. Uh, We have that Shakespearean play, obviously. Yeah. That sort of alludes to that. But it's the idea that order is tipped on its head.
0: Yeah, left is white, black is east. Uh, You know, it's just, (laughs) you know.
2: Yeah, so we thought we'd do something different. We were thinking about this for a long while, and we just thought, hmm, how does that really fit into what we do? It doesn't really, but... Mm. uh, On this occasion, on the 12th night after Christmas, maybe we can...
0: We are very, very nice people. (laughs) uh, Well, to to have the opportunity... Yeah. to actually be a little bit mean. You know? Yeah,
1: to have spent two, two years or so just being being nice to the episodes we love, we just mm. wanted to have... A, just a little bit of a winch. <laughs> we are fans, old, just
0: like everybody else.
1: We just wanted to end everyone's year on a huge bummer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on that note, why don't we move into a more familiar segment for
2: New To Who? Yes, let's so, share the love.
0: Lovely. <laughs> okay, so first off... Brendan Jones. Uh, Brendan has a new segment out on, I think predominantly on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and it's called Say Something Nice. Brendan, we didn't steal your... Idea. I promise you. <laughs> I thought it'd be a nice way to sort of, you know, you know, a bit of a challenge for us all when we were going through this episode to sort of be challenged to actually say something nice. Yeah, and something it's lovely because
2: Brendan's like. ever so optimistic and positive. Yeah. If, you, if you listen to FTE yeah. Flight Through Entirety, mm. um, so what he's doing, he's taking yeah. the least most popular shows based on audience ratings yeah. and working in descending order in per episode, per
1: episode, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. saying
2: something yeah. nice about every which I love neglected
1: yeah. piece of Doctor Who. So, so we thought we'd um, sort of uh, spy every negative uh, episode telling with a little bit of positivity
0: just a bit of a challenge for each of us you know go on you know say you hate it tell me something good yeah yeah Yeah.
1: so but yeah but shout out to Brendan's amazing YouTube show you should check it out it's wonderful
0: it is awesome it's say something nice (laughs) it's great and speaking of uh, FTE, I think you guys were on quite recently.
1: We were, yeah, we? yeah we were. Well, as we record, we, we we were on the Time Crash episode. They're just uh, FTE, just getting to the end of uh, series three of the mm-hmm. new uh, yeah. of the post two thousand and five Doctor Who Tenants, mm-hmm. uh, the second season. Yeah, and it's um, been really fun, and we got yeah. to do the time crash children in need special, which we both love. Yeah, love I, that
0: I, I like that episode. Yeah. I listened to it the other day. I didn't even know you guys had done it. Actually, I
1: was <laughs> like, oh wow, cool. It was quick. It was very. Yeah. yeah, it was sweet.
2: Yeah, it was a nice surprise bonus episode that the FT guys but, dropped and very yeah, kindly invited us absolutely. along. We're very
1: yeah. grateful. Uh, yeah, you should definitely check out uh, FTE because they're uh, yeah. Yeah, good, they're
2: continuing they're,
0: their flight through entirety. Yeah,
1: they're, yeah. So with season, cake. <laughs> season four is coming up next year, and I'm kind of excited to listen to that one.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah another christmas shout out um to the doctor who show so i ah. was on their episode which should have dropped by the time this releases mm-hmm. uh their christmas episode so i have a, a question around why we continue to be so fascinated with doctor who which i answer in my own strange way mm. uh, so tune in and listen to that mm. i can eloquent well i don't know am sure but uh but yeah listen out for that one uh, rob and dave have got a whole bunch of guests or, or regular hosts that they've had contributing and they're actually answering uh listener questions for the oh, Christmas that's, episode. That's cool. So tune in.
0: At your own peril, you can buy the stories we've spoken about today on DVD or Blu-ray or from BBC Online or from any
2: of your other platforms. You can follow New Who on Twitter at New Who Podcast and
1: also Facebook or even email us at podcast at gmail.com. You can find all our episodes at nudaho.com or wherever you usually get your podcasts from and if you feel like subscribing or leaving a million-star review on one of those platforms, uh, these things are a huge help to it.
0: We hope we still have a fan base after today and we hate goodbyes, so I'm
2: Cole. I'm Stephen And I'm Dan. Bar Humbug. <laughs>